You're listening to a podcast from 702. Afternoon Drive with Wongani Bingwa. Live. Online. The 702 app. DSTV. And 92.7 and 106 FM. It is seven minutes after four o'clock. Welcome to the Afternoon Drive. If you've just joined us, this is, of course, the second hour. We are with you until six o'clock. Now, during her show earlier today, my colleague Azania Musaka had an open line conversation about the latest revelations to emerge from Rhodes University. It follows a massive outcry on social media under the hashtag Rhodes War. This is, of course, after Rhodes University expelled two students for life for life after they participated in protests against rape culture on campus. The institution, for its part, says their conduct was beyond the lawful boundaries. They say this is not about the protest action that these students participated in, but rather they say their actions were beyond lawful boundaries. It's understood the two female students have been banned for life and may never be able to complete their studies after they participated in these anti-rape protests at the Gramsdown campus in April last year. The protests escalated when a group of female students allegedly took matters into their own hands and it's alleged they dragged four students suspected of sexual assault out of their dorm rooms. Now, the expulsion decision was handed down nearly three weeks ago after the female students were found guilty of kidnapping, assault, defamation and insubordination. The university said the sanction had nothing to do with the students' right to protest, but it's what uh, it's about what they call common law offences. So I suppose the big question to ask is, were these two mere vigilantes leading a mob into buildings, rounding up men identified on a circulated list, assaulting them and holding them hostage? Or were they expelled for highlighting the rape culture? Bearing in mind, in May, a student was excluded from the university for 10 years after he was found guilty of rape. Another who was found guilty of sexual assault has been allowed to graduate. These two have been banned for life. And joining us on the line in Johannesburg, gender activist and former EFF student command spokesperson, Naledi Chira. Uh, Naledi, good afternoon to you and thank you for talking to us. No, thank you so much for having me. On your show. What message does this punishment, in your view, send to student activists about rape? It sends a very loud message that, you know, whenever or if or when you get raped, don't you dare name and shame your rapist, you know. And this conversation is something that we are having as South Africans, knowing that women are being raped on a daily basis in this country. We are one of the highest countries ranking with rape in the world, and yet we are, we are found to be in situations where women can't speak out or when they take actions to their own hands because the police can't help them, the university can't help them, then they get punished. It's the same situation with the Lion Mama incident, you know, except for her, she was found within the act, or rather the man was already in the act. What happens to the women who respond to rape? We have to find a way to, to link justice to the needs of black women because as it stands right now, the system does not accommodate our cries, our outcries, for the fact that we are being killed and raped on a daily basis. So this whole judgment of Rose is definitely saying that rape is justified and protesting against it is not. So when you heard that these students had been banned for life in the context, of course, of uh, others who've been found guilty of sexual assault and even rape, not mm-hmm. receiving the same punishment, what was your response? I was completely appalled, right? But I wasn't, you know, I sort of expected 
expected to come from to steal John Rose University, a place that thrives on capitalism and misogyny, and that has to happen on the bodies of black women. And also, it's not just those two students, actually. There's more students. There's another student who has been expelled for a year, and probably more after she finishes the trial, because her friend rang the alarm, uh, the fire alarm, right? Now, she, the friend was not a student at Rhodes, so she got expelled because of common purpose. That's the law of apartheid. Why is Rhodes using apartheid laws to punish black women in South Africa? That's another question. There's other women, of course, who have been put since 2016, but are only being expelled now in May, when those kids around RUR reference list have already been sorted out. In fact, the, the protest that paraded in inverted commas, the, 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 the accused men, was actually the reason why Rose got another, a group of people to, to form part of you know, a council that deals with the rape issues. Because before that, yeah. there was only just one person. So in fact, that protest helped Rose. But now, a year later, Rose is coming back to punish the faces of the... Because it wasn't just these seven women. Yeah. It was hundreds and hundreds of students who were protesting, who were parading, who were parading in, in inverted right. commas. But no. only seven are punished. Why? Now, lady, let me come back and ask you this question. The university says... It opposes rape culture, and so they say this is a noble cause, in fact. But they also say these were vigilantes guilty of kidnapping, of common assault. I mean, the idea of having a list of people who are suspected of sexual assault being dragged from their dormitories, being taken against their will. Uh, I mean, those are serious, uh, you know, those, those are serious charges. You can call it that, but some of these people that you're referring to are people who have been found to have been guilty of sexual assault. And yet Rhodes, the very same university telling us about vigilante crimes, allowed those students to graduate despite the fact that they were found guilty of sexual assault. So when does this jurisdiction apply and to whom exactly? That is another question we have to ask them. Why are these students who are raping students at Rhodes not getting suspended? Why are they not getting expelled for life? Why is it people who are responding, who are saying we don't want to be raped? In fact, they are calling Rhodes to account for the fact that all these years when cases of rape were being opened, Rhodes was not doing anything about it. But you do appreciate, though, that if in protesting against someone who has broken the law, one does the same, there will also be some consequence for that action, too. No, no, I don't believe that a reaction to violence is violence. First and foremost, we must put that on the line. It's the same kind of reasoning we got for for people telling us that having to shut down classes was an infringement on people's right to education. The fact that you can't afford fees is also an infringement to our rights. Right? So now, a response to that cannot be violent. Women responding to their rape that happens to them every day is not violent. It is not it is actually asking for their right to also be recognized equally as those of people that you are now all of a sudden recognizing. Why didn't you recognize the rights of black women? Why can you now all of a sudden recognize that people have rights when black women are now speaking out? But still it is against no, 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 the law. No no, 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 no. But now, no, lady, you can't no, have it no, no. both ways. The thing is, you are okay. telling me about a law okay. that is anti-black have... woman. No, now, lady, that now, lady we're not going to be able to have this conversation so if we keep shouting at each other. You're also being shouting this moment because now you want me to account for a law that has been happening on the dims of our mothers of us. Okay. Now, lady, you're going to have to let me speak. I let you speak. I'm saying to you, in this case, this, the institution says it is against rape culture. And they're saying these were common law offenses. You cannot, yeah. you cannot go and drag people whom you suspect of sexual assault and kidnap them and assault them. You can't hold people hostage. That's against the law.
The two okay. wrongs don't make it right. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that because the law forbids you from doing that, rape is allowed and it's okay. That's, that's a separate conversation. And I'm saying to you, you do appreciate that when people take matters into their own hands in this way, there will also be consequences for that, no matter how noble. Let me finish. Let me finish, Naledi. You also accept that no matter how noble their cause, if they take matters into their own hands, these are some of the likely consequences they too must face. Do you feel the same about the lion mama father? That the lion mama killing the rapist of a daughter was deserved consequences of murder. Do you feel the same? Now, lady, this, this, as you pointed out, with the lion mama scenario, she found them in the act. Oh, wow. You are amazing. Because I'm telling you that these people that were paraded in inverted commas were also found guilty of sexual assault crimes. Now, do you And therefore, that, that means you, you have the right to punish them, now, lady? I'm asking you, if you can now celebrate the results no, of the No, it's not the, the same thing. The Lion Mama found somebody in the act the of... Sentiment? Let me explain. Why do you not have the same sentiments for these I will explain girls? if you let me. The Lion because Mama found... Deem, no, no, no. no you can't sorry, ask me a question. You can't ask me a question and then answer it. You regard the law above the lives of human beings. That is what's at play here. Because if you can take the judgment of the Lion Mama case, and yet you can't take the fact it's that these women the are justified It's not the it same thing. It's not the same thing. The, mama, the Lion way. Mama... Okay, I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to put you on hold because you're shouting and you're not listening. It's not the same thing because the Lion Mama found this perpetrator in the act and to protect her child who was being assaulted, she took action. You're saying these people had been found guilty of sexual assault. And because you didn't like how the university responded, you then felt, or at least it was okay for these students to take the law into their own hands and punish them themselves. Not the same thing. I'm not going to let you speak. Are you there, Naledi? I'm still here, and I'm really appalled at how you're even turning this around, you know, to fit your sentiments of misogyny and patriarchal understanding of how it functions. If you, if you think about the notion of justice, you think about the notion of just incompletion, mixing all these cases together, then you, will, you can't take one case over the other if the action is the same. If someone is going out to get their own justice and yet they are let out, why can't the others do the same? It's also because the law is not showing up for us. The police are not showing up for us. You know this yourself. The statistics in the country are appalling. One in ten cases only get to court. What about the other nine? What must happen to those? What about those rapists? What must, what must happen in that situation? We are not going to wait for a system that is surviving on our demons for us to be safe. At some point, we have to demand our own safety. The same way we demand it to fall, the same way we are occupying land, as likely we are going to do it regardless. Okay, Naledi Chira. Naledi Chira, that is what you are saying. Gender activist and former EFF student command spokesperson responding to the actions of Rhodes University. We're going to continue having a conversation about this. We'll also speak to a couple of other affected parties and hopefully get the university itself on the line to respond. Bongani Bingwa. Taking your calls on 011-883-0702. It is 21 minutes after 4 o'clock. We are talking, of course, about the Rhodes War. The hashtag has exploded on social media. This after the expulsion permanently of two students who were found by the university to have operated in what the university is calling acts that are beyond common law, beyond common boundaries, they say. But to paint a picture of the context, you'll remember 
Zebra, or you may not know, in fact, uh, Yolanda Gyanji is one of the women, and she's going to be joining us on the line in just a moment. But... Uh, the, the background to all of this is that, of course, uh, the university was accused by a number of the protesters of enabling an environment in which rape culture thrived. For example, one of the things that was mentioned by the protesters was how the university's own website described first-year women students as, quote-unquote, seals that are ripe for clubbing, which was a euphemism for older male students to aggressively pursue sexual contact with, contact with younger women. So that was the background against which these protests began, and they felt that the university was not dealing with matters of rape and sexual violence adequately. In fact, the university itself in, acknowledged in court papers that uh, rape and sexual violence were prevalent. So that's what set the background for the protests. And joining us now on the line is Yolanda Gyanji, a former student activist at Rhodes University and one of those who was expelled permanently. Yolanda, good afternoon and thank you for your time. Good afternoon. How did things get here? Hello, Yolanda? Yolanda? Hello. Hi. Hi there, sorry. I'm Hi. S- I'm saying, how did things get here? Um, well, I mean, it's been a long journey from, you know, the IU references protest. Um from the IU references protest action. Hello, Yolanda? Okay, we don't seem to have Yolanda on a clear line there. But whilst we try and uh, reconnect with her, this matter has gone all the way to the Constitutional Court, by the way. So what happened was um, that these protests happened in April 2007, in 2016, and the university, of course, sued uh, Yolanda and two other female students. And uh, it was a matter that uh, went all the way uh, to the Supreme Court because, of course, the High Court gave uh, an interdict against Ms. Janji and uh, the two other women that were accused. And it restrained them from kidnapping, assaulting and intimidating. And that's basically what the university has done to come back and deal with those charges that the High Court upheld. And it went all the way to the Con Court, but the Con Court found on matters of fact. They didn't decide. They said that the, high, the higher the High Court had decided on issues of fact, not principle. And that's how it all got muddied up. Uh, we're trying to get Yolanda Gyanji back on the line, but we seem to not be getting through. In the meantime, uh, let's, I suppose, let me take your calls. I'll talk to Barney in a moment, but 011-883-0702. Do you think the university has dealt fairly with, this, with these students, notwithstanding kidnapping and assault, obviously not being acceptable? In the one case, you've got students who've been found guilty of uh, rape and even sexual assault, and they get to continue their lives. And these students who protested against that are banned for life. Is it an even and fair punishment? Barney, let's talk to you. Good afternoon. Hello, Barney. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Bongani, yes. I would like to actually add my support to the EF lady. <clears throat> and this is why. I, I understand and I agree with you as well that we cannot um, you know, commit crimes ourselves when crimes have been committed against us. But from my understanding in what she was trying to say in comparing the two cases, even with the Lion Mama case, is that, number one, the, 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 the first atrocious act is the fact that these young ladies have been sexually assaulted or raped or whatever the case is. Yeah. Then number two, the university never, or the university dragged its feet to, to deal with this matter. We, we all recall... Um, how many times this, this matter was, was brought even onto, the, onto radio. 
then the sentence that was handed out in, might have incensed them. And at that, and I want to use an example then. If, if, if I can use the Rodney King um, uh, uh, example, sure. where the court found those cops uh, not guilty, those communities um, uh, rose up because they felt that it was a travesty of justice. And in the same way that these young women might have felt, you know what, this is an insult for these youngsters to still be able to continue their studies and to graduate. And now to add insult to injury. Yes, they were incensed in, in, in the judgment that was handed out. Sure. Now the university gives them life uh, uh, sentences for, for the crimes that they committed. I will so agree I with this, Barney. Actually... Yes. I will agree with this. I mean, clearly it does appear, at least on the face of it, that the punishment meted to the student protesters is completely uneven compared to those who had been found in one instance, I believe, in fact, there was a rape conviction where that student was banned for 10 years and another who'd been found guilty of sexual assault was banned for two years. Now, you cannot compare that with people who protested, uh, even though they may have broken the law in doing so with their lifetime ban. It does seem uneven. All I was simply raising to Naledi was that however justified your actions may be, if there is a case to be made that a law has been broken, you will have to accept that there might be consequences mm. for that too. Now, let's have a, se- a separate conversation yeah. about whether those conference consequences were fair for the crime that was committed. That's a separate conversation. But whenever there has mm. been found to be illegal activity, there will be a consequence, whether we like it or not. We can speak about a greater cause. We can speak about a more noble cause that prompted those actions. But if the law has been broken, there is always going to be a consequence. Mm. Yeah, no, sure, but... but, but my 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 point here would also then be um ambogan and i completely agree with you um we cannot be kidnapping people and 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 holding them hostage whatever the case is how however we might be incensed or insulted um but i think that the people that make these type of this decisions in terms of sentencing um really need to start applying their, 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 their minds when it comes to these, these type of issues. Absolutely. Um, because that, that, that leaves you and I to debate these things, which is good, but then it, it, it causes all this mayhem in, in, in our society because now it becomes an us and a them issue because someone did not apply his mind. And I was just making the example earlier on this. Okay. If this, the, 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 the Coffin case, guys, and uh, this is my final point, if the Coffin case, guys, for example, have, have gotten bail, for, for something that someone else might have thought that, you know what, this is not such a such big issue. But the judge in that case made a decision to say that, you know what, there, there's a big outcry from the community that, that, that might spell over here. Bonnie, I'm, I'm afraid that's where we're going to have to leave it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's where we'll have to leave it for now. 702. Afternoon Drive with Wongani Bingwa. Live. Online. The 702 app. DSTV. And 92.7 and 106 FM. Bongs, you are a misogynist yourself. You are no different to the university. Would you use the same line of questioning if this was your daughter? Let me explain once more. There's a very big difference in terms of the wrongs that were committed here. And that's really the point of the discussion in the first instance. The comparison that Naledi raised with the lion mama. Let me explain exactly what I meant in case people misunderstood me. The lion mama found perpetrators who were raping her daughter in the act when she intervened she was preventing a crime from being committed she was protecting 
her child because the crime was in the process of being committed. That's why there's a difference. I'm not saying rape after the fact is better, but you cannot, once somebody has been found guilty of rape or assault or any other crime, then take the law into your own hands and say you will punish the person. That's where the difference is. Now, if I'm going to be called a misogynist for saying people can't take the law into their own hands, then let's assume that I'm guilty. But I don't think that's what misogyny is about. Misogyny isn't about people saying you cannot take the law into your own hands. That having been said, the response of the university to these female protesters versus those men who were found guilty of assault or even rape is disproportionate. And that's why we were having the discussion in the first instance. Should these protesters have kidnapped people? Obviously not. Do they deserve lifetime bans when there are people on campus who've been found guilty of sexual assault who get two years ban? Of course, it's disproportionate. But it doesn't mean kidnapping and assault is okay too. That's the difference. And that's what I wanted to clarify. I do see that uh, uh, a number of people are getting upset on Twitter and SMS, but that's the point I was making. Now, we do have Yolanda Yanyi back on the line. Yolanda, thank you for your patience and thank you for talking to us. Hi. So I asked you this question a little earlier on. What happened? How did things get so bad? Um, I, I mean, things, if you want to call the sanction bad, if that's what you're referring to, then of course the sanction that has been imposed on myself and, you know, the co-accused Dominique McFall is uh, terrible. But, you know, this whole thing started last year on the 17th of April 2016 um, when, uh, you know, obviously the, the protests um, took place on, on the Rhodes University campus. Um, and then, you know, from there, it's been, it's been, you know, a thing that's been following myself and, you know, a couple of other student activists throughout, you know, the past year and a half or so. Um, you know, this all started, uh, as, as from a list that was just dropped online that didn't accuse anyone of, you know, being rapists. Um, but because, you know, uh, it, it, we live in a society where, you know, people talk, our campus is also quite small. We know who, you know, the, the, the alleged rapists and I say alleged very loosely, um, are, um, and, you know, it's, 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 people just wanted to break the silence. And, you know, from that day, um, you know, it just it unraveled a whole lot of um, attention, I guess, and anger from also management side. They re- retaliated as opposed to even wanting to try speak to the students, yet alone um, try find out what our grievances were. Um, and, you know, a year later, I found myself, um, undergoing a disciplinary hearing for supposedly being one of the leaders of, of, of this protest. Um, so, you know, this, this filed all the way from that night all the way down to, 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 to today, where I am now a former student of, of, you know, the university currently known as Rhodes, um, as we like to politically uh, call it as, as students there. Yolanda, I have to come in and ask you this. So there's two issues that we need to deal with. One is okay. obviously that... Um, when you are punished with a lifetime ban and yet there are people on campus who have been guilty of rape, who haven't received a lifetime ban or even sexual assault, who haven't yeah. received a lifetime ban, that seems yeah. disproportionate. Yeah. And, and that's, that's really the reason I wanted us to have this conversation in the first place. This idea of what happens to activists when the marches are over, when no one is watching. Having yeah. said that, Yolanda, The university also says that you guys acted unlawfully in terms of kidnapping people. And they're saying... Yeah, they say that. 
so, so let's talk about that. Did that actually happen or not? also like to talk about the fact that was I given a fair trial? Um, was, I, was, was I given a fair trial in, in so far as, you know, um, me testifying against, against the university? As it is, you know, I, didn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't able to give my side of the story. I wasn't able to counter-argue the, the supposed evidence, which, you know, the university still relied on, um, you know, male students, these, these alleged rapists, um, to, to build up all of these, these accusations. We did not kidnap anyone. Did we confront those men? Yes, we did. Was there any assault? Not on my, on my behalf and not on any other woman's behalf um, who was at that protest on that night. Um, was there defamation? No. When a case of defamation was opened against me at the SATS last year, this case was thrown out by the detectives who were um, you know, handling one of the men's cases against me. It was thrown out because it was not true. But yet Rhodes felt the need to, to, to sum up. They feel like they are the law, they are the court, um, you know, they, they can, they, you know, they are just the law. And they believe that, you know, there was some sort of defamation that was caused against one of the students. And, you know, the vice chancellor himself, you know, his ego got bruised um, um, because on that night, the insubordination charge, and, far as my, and so far as my understanding comes, um, he claims that uh, myself and I guess everyone else had acted in common purpose because also these crimes uh, are crimes that, you know, I somehow lured the entire university to act yeah. in common purpose with. Um, you know, he claims that we refused to let go of those men. How we let go of them? Those men were not even held. Those men were not held. They were not tied. Yeah. Yolanda, um, you know, Yolanda, I just have to come in here because I, I think you're clearing up something that's important. So as far as you're concerned, you deny the charge of assault and kidnapping. You're saying that never happened. I definitely uh, deny that. I mean, if okay. anything, if the only proximity, if the only proximity that I, I, I got to in, with one of the, 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 the alleged rapists, um, you know, Jason, I touched him when he was he's so, so cocky, so proud of what was going on. You know, he even called it a cock blocking session. You know, he said that, you know, the university students, you know, that were, that were out there and took to the streets that night were cock blocking him. And, you know, that angered not only myself uh, and angered a whole lot of other students. And even in the hearing, the only the only uh, footage of, 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 I guess, if you want to call it a, a touching uh, proximity thing that that shows me touching one of the men. I touched him. I was touching him on the shoulder, asking, are you okay in your head? How can you actually find this so funny when you are standing here, you've been charged yeah. actually for assault, and you only got two hours from this institution, so, and you're going to say, we are caught blocking you. I have to come in and ask you one final question, really in two parts. Uh, the first is, of course, in terms of the proceedings against you, uh, they were... Mm-hmm postponed to a date in which you couldn't uh, have legal representatives to defend you, which is why you say your side was never responded to. So now that you find yourself with this lifetime ban, where does that leave you? Um, I mean, right now, the, the overwhelming sense of support from like the general public has been so amazing as of yesterday. So I really don't know where to from now. But I mean, my legal team is still like representing me insofar as going to the high court. Um, Siri, I'm represented by the Socioeconomic Rights Institute of South Africa. They are still representing me. We're going to the high court to kind of review the case, I guess. Um, but, you know, Rhodes has played this thing so dirty that... I was not. I was not even given a fair trial. I attended this thing for six months and I didn't even speak. Um, I've been excluded, and and I've, we've also been barred. I, I've never heard of this in my entire life, but you know we've been barred from appealing. Um, so I we really don't know where to from now. But I mean, with all the support that's out there, people have you know contacted us from different like you know avenues of of life. I guess you want to call it that. That want to support yeah. us and try you know push forward our our case. 
Um, but where to from now? We just want our transcripts. I want to write my last two exams. Um, I was denied that right. And I mean, the university has been after me for a very long time. Um, and and, 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 and I'm, I mean, from the fact that I was one of the respondents on the interdict, um, they labeled me as a leader. Um, would I do it again? Would I protest again against rape culture? Definitely. Um, okay. Would 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 you know? Would I would am I do I regret anything of 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 the past year and a half of me vocalizing and and standing against gender based violence and the, and the abuse of women? I do not. I do not regret anything. We live in a country where women are, are silenced for far too long, where women are blamed for being uh, for being raped, um, and you know. It, 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 it has to stop, and the university okay. also needs to take take a, take a stance. It needs to stop lying. It needs to, you know, face the the music. It did not do anything. It excluded okay. myself and another girl for, for for life. Meanwhile, one man was only found guilty in the past in the past. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, recently he's been found guilty for, for rape. All right, Yolanda, I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it there, but I think you've made some important points there. We do thank you for your patience and talking to us. It's a very different discussion from justifying those acts that the university points out to. Yolanda says, in fact, they didn't happen. And I think it was important for me to point out that in terms of the disciplinary proceedings against Yolanda, uh, they were postponed by the university to a time she and her legal representatives could not attend and they they didn't budge on that, which is why she feels uh, she was never adequately represented. We did offer the university, by the way, a chance to participate in this conversation. And they sent us a statement saying we're interested in participating in the interview. However, we're still busy collating a statement as a number of issues that have come up. We need to address as extensively as possible in the statement. We'd like to have a right of response on a slot tomorrow. That's what they've asked for. Uh, obviously, we're a drive time show. We can't do the same issue every day. We did give them an opportunity to respond. They didn't take it, and that's where it is. What's your response? 11 883 0702.